Well, welcome to the Desire Truth podcast. I'm joined today by Nathan Drake. And for anyone that's been watching our online church, uh, you'll recognize Nathan as uh, Reawaken Hymns from his YouTube channel. If you've not already subscribed to his channel, go ahead uh, and subscribe to Reawaken Hymns. You'll be able to find them really easily on YouTube. And we're going to be interviewing Nathan, just learning a little bit more about him and his ministry. So we're thankful for Nathan to joining us today. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, tell us a little bit about your family, where you're from. I'm pretty sure you're not English or Scottish. Um, so you will soon tell by your accent. Yeah, uh, yeah, I am not English, <laughs> but I really wish I was English or Scottish. And I'm not just saying that, like <laughs> my friends make fun of me because I accidentally use like English slang words all the time. <laughs> so i don't know maybe i watched too much doctor who i'm not really sure but well doctor who's a good show to watch you know that's probably yeah. got you some friends uh, already on this podcast so good 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 <laughs> um so i'm nathan drake and i uh do run created something i'm the reawaken hymns guy um so i created that about five or six years ago and now i put out hymns online that churches can use um which you all are familiar with i'm sure and then, uh, what else did you do? Oh, my family. I live in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, in the U.S., and I have a wife, uh, no kids currently. Glad you said Missouri, because we actually traveled a couple of years ago as a family to uh, Missouri, and we visited Springfield. Um, we got friends down really? in Springfield, so we were able to visit <laughs> down there. I went to Mountain Grove, about a, uh, an hour out of Springfield. Um, so, yeah, long trip, beautiful part of the country, so... That's, I went to college in Springfield, so that's interesting. Well, there's a, there's a connection. I, how's that? Through online church and COVID, there's already a connection together. That's crazy. Um, well, you mentioned Reawaken Hymns. Um, if anyone's not aware of it, uh, it's one of your YouTube channels. It's got over 19,000 subscribers. Uh, why don't you tell us about how that came about and really the purpose of the channel? Yeah, so uh, I, I started it probably about... I want to say six years ago. It was probably, right? I don't remember. I think it was about six years ago. And uh, I was in a church, and actually it would have been longer than that, wouldn't it? So, sorry. <laughs> I've never thought about this. So um, I was in this church, and we they wanted to play some hymns. And so, I, you know, I went online like you do to find chord sheets and that sort of thing. And I couldn't find a lot of chord sheets for the hymns that weren't, like, radically different. Like, you know, contemporary artists just make a new melody or whatever. And those are fine. I don't have a problem with those. It's just not what I was looking for. I was looking for straight up hymns so that, you know, the people who already knew the hymns could sing along with them. Couldn't find a lot, so I decided I'll just make my own chord sheets. Eventually thought, hey, I bet other churches need this. Uploaded them to uh, the website, created a website and YouTube channel so people would know how to play them. And then it just grew and grew crazily. And I am still amazed at how widespread it is. Um, well, talking to you and you're in scotland right now so <laughs> i mean <laughs> there you go. i mean it's incredible if you think what six seven years ago here's you uh, putting a few things online because you can't find what you're looking for now what nineteen thousand subscribers uh, to yeah. your youtube channel so you, you mentioned the website there uh, tell us a little bit about the website what's what's on offer there what do you use that website for yeah so that is i mean that's kind of the home base right now uh for most most of its run, the YouTube page was kind of home base. Then I created this website so I could put the chord sheets and things on. So now that's kind of home base, I would say. So if you go on there, there's a whole list of hymns. 
Um, and I just filmed six more a couple weeks ago, and when those end up coming out, that'll put me finally into triple digits. So after that, there'll be a hundred hymns that you can go to, and you can get all free chord charts on there. There's a page for each hymn that has a chord chart and a video of me playing it, and then there's also some things for sale, like the actual audio files, like the MP3s and lyric videos and such. But the chord sheets and the videos are free, and they'll always be free. I mean, that's going to now take me to the obvious question with nearly uh, triple digit hymns available. Which one's your favorite? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't have any idea. I'll give you my my stock answer for this question. Lyrically, my favorite hymn. This is legit. It's not just stock. I'm just used to saying at this point. Um, My favorite hymn lyrically is Before the Throne of God Above. Uh, man, that that uh, that hymn's like a seminary class <laughs> lyrically. It's just amazing. And if like, if you want to kind of tell somebody who Christ is and what He does for the Christian, uh, I mean, have them look at that hymn. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Talks about Him being our great High Priest and standing before God and pleading on our behalf. And that our um, our name. I have to sing it. My name is graven on his hands. My name is written on his heart. So that lyrically is definitely probably my favorite. I think uh, I just we... said definitely probably. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll take that. We'll take that as okay. a yes. Uh, I preached uh, a Daniel series uh, going back a year or two ago, and and trying to describe that throne of God is really difficult because although you have uh, songs, hymns, even scripture that 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 tell us about the throne of God it's going to be something incredible to actually witness um, in in the glorious heavenly realms when we get there. Um, Do you know, I was mentioning to my children that I was going to be interviewing you and one of my kids went, uh, oh yeah, he's the guy that sings about the sheep and the blood. And I was like, do you mean (laughs) washed by the blood of the lamb? Oh yeah, that's the one. It's got like a cool bookcase in the background. Um, so they know your song, they know what it's about, they even know that it had a bootcase in the video. So what about that for attention <laughs> from the kids? Eh? Uh, a child in Scotland knows what the bookcase in my basement looks like. That is a strange fact that I now know. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a little unusual, to be fair. Um, a little bit more unusual that they could only recall that it's about blood and sheep. Um, so yeah. I need to do a little bit more work there at home. Uh, well, I mean, those are those are some of the most important words, so... Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Um, Well, obviously, you're talking about uh, hymns here. And I guess what you're kind of describing is uh, what we would know as kind of doctrinally sound hymns, kind of, uh, I think here we have people phrase it as, you know, the good old hymns. Um, Why hymns? Why why go to hymns? Why look at um, producing songs and hymns online? What what drew you towards hymns? Sure. So, um, Originally, as I said before, when I first started, it was really a matter of um, reaching different people, both old and young, because that church had a lot of older people and a lot of younger people that came from very different worship backgrounds. And so a lot of hymns could bridge that gap. Not all of them, not, you know, not all young people know a lot of hymns, but if you can find someone that does not know Amazing Grace, then I'll give you $10. <laughs> or even like Come Thou Fount, Nothing But the Blood. Those are so popular even now that most most young people know them mm. as well as the older folks know them. So that was the original purpose was just kind of to blend those two things. But as I started doing it, it's just like we talked about with Before the Throne, the theological depth in hymns is fantastic. I should say in some hymns <laughs> is fantastic. <laughs> 
Um, and in, I, I would used to say that it's, if you want theological depth in your songs, then hymns are going to be easier to find, uh, that in hymns than in modern worship. But luckily recently, it seems like modern worship's going towards theological depth too, which is really nice. Um, so that's what I would say. There's great theological depth to them. There's great singability to them, both because, uh, different generations are, familiar with them in even different cultures as we're talking about right now in Scotland and America, we both know the same hymns. Um, we may have, but our churches may know different modern songs because of our locations, but also to the singability is hymns were written to be sung. They weren't written for any other purpose other than to be sung, except for like the ones written by Handel. He just wanted to write orchestras, but most of them were written to be sung. And whereas modern worship Unfortunately, I would say at least 50% of modern worship you see, the popular songs were really written to be performed, Yeah. which I'm not dissing modern music or anything. That's just the fact. A lot of them were, you know, when they're written by Elevation or Hillsong or that sort of thing, even if they intended to write them for singability, they're just so st stupid talented that and rock bandish that they couldn't, <laughs> you know. So yeah. they're, they're, they're very much rock songs that in some churches go very well. Lots of people can sing. But in other churches, not so much. Where I think online are just singable. I think online church. Sorry for interrupting there. I think online no, church okay. has shown actually those kind of performance songs are quite difficult to engage with. We found certainly with online church because everybody's sitting at home and they want songs and hymns they can sing along to. They don't necessarily want to watch a performance. They want to be part of that global church. So we've certainly found that. The singability is is a really important um, when it comes to online church in the online world, and also I think that will transfer when we go back into church because we'll want to sing together. We haven't joined together in over a year at Lincoln Baptist um, to sing together, so we want to be able to come together rather than I guess watching a performance or or taking it in. We want to we want to be part of that congregational and um, sing together. So yeah, totally uh, agree there. It's interesting you mentioned about theology and kind of doctrine. What's your go-to to determine if a hymn is doctrinally sound? Boy, that is a that is a <laughs> tough you can, process. You can tell I'm a pastor asking this question, can't you? No, that that's uh, that's very important to me too. I I I mean, I always say that songs are just sermons that your congregation will actually memorize. Like, yeah, <laughs> so it's very important what your songs say because when they walk out of service. Um, they're not going to be able to quote your sermon word for word, but they will be able to quote the songs word for word. So be very careful what you sing and make sure it's important, the things you're singing. So in picking out whether a hymn is theologically um, good or bad, I guess you would say those are mundane words for that. But I, So first I just look at what ideas are in the hymn, I would say. So there's a lot of, there's like a style of hymns <laughs> that happened during in america during like the 1910s to 1940s that i see a lot of and a lot of people request and it's very much like modern pop music it's like they aren't saying anything at all like and they're just repeating the same phrase you know 50 times and it's funny because i hear a lot of people say that about modern music go back to hymns and i'm like well <laughs> which hymns because there was that in hymns too so i tend to look at that and first i want to see if it's sing true statements about God mm. and saying things about God, or if it's just saying like, I love God, I love God, I love God, I love God, you love God, you love God, you love, you know, like that sort <laughs> yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, that's a fine declaration, but 
you know, probably not what I'm looking for in a, in a, a hymn with some theological depth. So that's the first thing. And then next, once I decide that, it, you know, it, okay, it's got some depth. It's saying more than one phrase um, in different ways. Then I look at what it's saying specifically. And in general, once you get to that point, the hymns that have survived that have decent depth um, tend to be mostly sound. The ones that are wildly heretical have been weeded out at this point. Yeah. Um, but still, you know, you look at it and and you decide if what's being said is something that you want your congregation to remember at this point or not. Um, so that's probably the system I'd use, something like that. Yeah, I, I um, went through a process in a, a previous church I served in that one of the things they often did was they would take uh, the hymn and then take each line and see if there's reference to it in scripture. And if there was just no reference whatsoever, they couldn't tie it really to anything. Then what they recognised that is that's ultimately coming from a, a kind of man-centred place. Uh, you know, as you were saying, I love you, you love me, that type of thing. Where if you can see that direct link to scripture, and um, that's massively beneficial when it comes to um, singing doctrinally sound things. Uh, it was interesting you mentioned about um, hymns in in America. I actually. Um, spent some time in North Dakota um, for a couple of years and served a church in North Dakota, uh, very much a kind of hymn base from the kind of 1910s to 1940s. Um, so totally get what you're saying in terms of those <laughs> hymnals. Um, I mean, as you say, the repetition is fine, but you want to bring depth to it, don't you? Yeah. If you're going to repeat something, repeat something that's important and scriptural, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, on your YouTube channel, um, Reawaken Hymns, and again, just to plug that, if you want to go and subscribe to that, I'm sure it's fairly easy to find. Just type in Reawaken Hymns into YouTube and you can uh, subscribe. You did loads of content uh, for Christmas. This is a, a little question from one of our church members with so much content for Christmas. Uh, do you have any content for Easter or any hymns you would recommend for Easter? Uh, bearing in mind, we think we're still going to be online uh, during Easter. So, um, I'm, I'm going to the man directly and saying, what's, what's your Easter hymn recommendation? That's funny you say that. I was literally working on my website today and I have a page of Easter hymns up. I did not know you were going to ask me that. So that's just <laughs> funny. Um, yeah, well, let me just look at this page that happens to be up right next to me here. So it, Lent and Easter hymns are very different beasts. <laughs> you know, one's somber and one's as celebratory as possible. Um, I, I'm a pretty somber guy when it comes to musical preferences, so I like the Lent stuff better than the Easter stuff, but mm. that's just personal preference. So I'm probably better at, at telling you those. Some of my favorite Lent hymns are Stricken, Smitten, and Afflicted. I love that one. Uh, what else? We, uh, oh, Sacred Head, Now Wounded is great. Man of Sorrows, I love. I, I just One of the new ones I just recorded is... It's nobody knows the name of it. It's I saw one hanging on a tree is what it's most often known as. But he died for me is another title for it. And that one's really good. It's it's very I would not play it not in Lent because <laughs> it's very graphically describing the death yeah. of Jesus, which is great for like a Monday, Thursday service. But your normal Sunday service, it might be a little uh, uh, too far, yeah. <laughs> too far in the in that sense. But so those are some Lent hymns that I would recommend. As far as Easter goes, I I hope your people don't hate me for saying this, but I <laughs> there's not a lot of Easter hymns I like. I usually go for modern worship on Easter, just because the I, the Easter hymns like the Christ the Lord is risen today. The, lyrically, it's fine. It's just so one. It's it's so well known that 
in a lot of I've seen this happen. It's almost idolatrous in some churches, and some of these Easter hymns are. They're like, if we don't sing this hymn, it's not Easter. I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure if Jesus didn't raise, it's not Easter. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> so it's a little. It's some of them are a little sketchy in that point. But the other one is just uh, some of them just get really corny. Um, I don't know what it is about Easter Sunday, but hymn writers got really corny on Easter Sunday. So there's some good ones. I I tend to go to modern worship, but there's some good ones. I just haven't maybe found the ones that I mean, I'm super excited you, you, about. You've probably just turned off like half my church, basically saying modern modern songs for Easter. But I, I'm pretty sure we will forgive you for that one. That's okay. I mean, one of the songs <laughs> we've used recently um, that you have recorded on YouTube was "Oh the Deep Deep Love." Um, yeah. and, and that was incredible, actually. And again, it's bringing that almost uh, kind of Lent-esque um, kind of somber tone to it. And, and it really helped, um, I think, our church to be able to reflect on it. I think some of these, as you were kind of saying, modern songs and, and more upbeat songs as well can actually almost distract us. We're actually going back to a kind of slightly more somber um, um, tone to a song can really bring that depth to it and bring a meaning to it. So I, yeah, I do, I do appreciate that, but yeah, we'll need to, we'll need to research some hymns for Easter for you and, and maybe send some requests in. Uh, yeah. I mean, you... some of the, some of my favorite hymns in general are good for Easter. Like before the throne is good for Easter. Nothing but the blood is good for Easter. That sort of thing. Just, I guess the, when you think of Easter hymns, a lot of those to me are just not, not a big thing. And if any of you out there listening are, are anti-modern music and would like to hear pro-modern music from a guy who makes hymns for a living, I'd be happy to talk to you. (laughs) That was a good safe. That was a good safe. (laughs) Um, So just kind of switching slightly, you run a a separate YouTube channel as well. Tell us about that and how that came to be and why you started looking at a second channel. Yeah, so my second channel is called Mina Studio, uh, which the name comes from the parable of the, the Minas where, you know, use your resources wisely basically is the idea so as reawaken hymns grew i would get uh emails and contacts from um all around the world which is crazy and i would get like little house churches um often in maybe like uh less wealthy countries like uh some latin american countries or some asian countries and they would ask me like well, they asked me questions about worship, but then they also kind of asked me tech questions because since I make videos on YouTube, they know that I know some tech stuff. So they asked me like, okay, we don't have any money and there's like 10 of us in a house. How do we do this tech thing? And I'm like, well, okay. And I, I like to say I'm not an expert in a lot of things, but I am an expert in being a cheapskate. So <laughs> I was like, all right, I can, we can do this. And I love hacking things to figure out how to, how to do them cheaply. So, so I started, you know, making videos for that and showing how to do worship tech things very, very cheaply or the, or the cheapest way to do them. And then I also just talked about general worship leading philosophy and stuff too. So that's how, that's how that channel started. I was about to say, you're talking to a Scotsman here. We do things on the cheap and that's what we're known for. <laughs> you know? So that's why I, I brought in that second channel because we don't want people spending more money than they need to. Do you know what we want? I'm telling to... you, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm Scottish at heart. I don't know. <laughs> well, it was, it was actually interesting um, when we've been going through this season of online church. You know, a year ago, our church didn't even have a YouTube channel. And we, you know, we had a website, we had Facebook, we had all these um, social media elements. And through the year, uh, we've developed the kind of YouTube channel and, and brought a new church website. And it's amazing, actually, um, how much you can do on a small budget. 
I think we had only spent about £70 for the first six months. And that was our whole online church budget. Um, and, it, and it went well. I mean, we've had to increase our budget and things like that uh, now the more we do. But it is it's incredible how much you can serve God in this season for very little um, money in terms of online material. Yeah, it's one of the most amazing things about the crazy technological advances of the past 30 years is that there are things that you can do for free now that would have cost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars just 10 to 20 years ago. I just had a conversation with a guy who used to record music in Nashville and and we were talking about GarageBand, the free program that comes with some computers. And he's like, that's more powerful than the $30,000 I spent on my studio in Nashville 30 years ago. <laughs> I'm like, I know it's it's crazy. And it's true with a lot of online and church tech. So I guess maybe God knew that um, when it came to a pandemic that, okay, now it might be an okay time because yeah. <laughs> they can do it for free now. <laughs> One of our church leaders actually said that recently, that God's timing is always perfect. And he, yeah. if the pandemic hit five years ago, we just wouldn't be able to do what we're doing now. Yeah. Or if we did, it would only be for those churches that had those budgets. So, you know, it's we, we know that a pandemic is um, a dreadful thing for us to go through, but in God's timing, he's brought it or allowed it um, in a time where we can serve him in so many ways. And it's incredible. Um, I was reading a report recently that, that YouTube were struggling on Sunday mornings to continue to host so many live events because so many churches were going live on YouTube during the pandemic, which is just incredible. God's word yeah. being flooded into the online world. Think, thinking about kind of COVID-19, this pandemic, one of the things we keep asking ourselves here is what are the lessons that we're learning? What is it God showing us? Uh, what about that for yourself? Uh, what's God been teaching you during this season of um, COVID-19? That's a hard question. Um, I should have probably sent some of these questions before. So yeah, cool. some prep time. <laughs> not scripted is no fun, man. Yeah. Um, uh well, like everybody else, patience probably is part of it. <laughs> slash um, lament. You know, I, uh, I since I work at home most of the time, it's it's not affected me as far as like change of pace and job and stuff as a lot of people, which I'm super grateful for. Also, great being grateful, I guess, is another thing. But uh, I do see like we, we there's not a lot of limit in churches where there wasn't and i think maybe you know we're getting an idea of you know what it's okay to go to god and say you know what in the world are you doing like mm. you know um it's <laughs> i think some like 45 percent of the psalms are lament or i don't know the exact number but you know you read the psalms and david's like god you're crushing me like stop it this is terrible what are you doing and like mm. that can be a prayer that's fine you know I think that's the beauty in the Psalms, though, is that actually when you see that lament, he often ends with praise. So as he's gone to God with his heart's lament, he's then able to turn that into praise because he can see God in those moments, which is incredible. Um, you speak of uh, gratefulness. Um, just kind of going back a little bit, um, was Reawaken Hymns as big as it is now at the start of COVID? Or is this year being one of those incredible years that God has blessed or has this been kind of a natural thing over the years that's been growing yeah I mean it, it feels wrong to say but Reawaken Hymns kind of exploded when COVID started um, not out of anything deliberate on my part just the fact that churches needed online resources and I already had those available it was just you know not, not many people needed them but all of a sudden everybody needs them so it's it's been interesting um, yeah so it's 
since the pandemic started, this has basically been what I've been doing full time. Before that, it wasn't barely a job at all. <laughs> it was just a hobby. But so it's yeah, it's been very, very interesting. I have no idea what will happen after it's over. But, you know, <laughs> well, I still I, can't I, wait till it's over. So. I was about to say, we, we can't wait till it's over. And even when it is over, we're going to have all this resource that you've been putting together. Um, I think we've been talking here about having a continual online presence from now on in. And part of that might be bringing in worship to um, people's homes that have never known Christ. And, and we want them to hear those theologically sound hymns, as you say, that they can be singing and knowing God through. Um, you mentioned that Reawaken Hymns wasn't your, it was more of a hobby than a job. Are you serving God in another ministry? Have you got something else that you do as the, quote, the day job? Currently, this is my day job, <laughs> but which is awesome, which is amazing. But um, I also lead worship at. Uh, it's a long story. So I I was the interim worship leader at a church, like part time, like every Sunday kind of thing, and that was just for six months. Um, and we knew it was just for six months because the location was not where we wanted to be. So after that, um, I'm I've been filling in there once a month because they still have a permanent guy, so I'm still helping them out. So I, I lead worship there once a month. I lead worship at another church on Saturday evenings, and then my wife is the uh, is a teacher. She's actually like an administrator at a Christian elementary school here, and they have a chapel. So I lead worship for them on Friday mornings. None of those are like are like job jobs, but those are the other things I do. Super. All right. I'm going to give you some quick fire questions. So these are some that have come in from some of our members. And I'm also going to throw in some of my children's questions as well. I have given Nathan a pre-warning to this. Um, <laughs> some of these questions might not seem normal, uh, but he's he's up for it and he'll answer I'm them, I'm sure. Um, okay. First one is, what's, uh, we've talked lots about hymns. Uh, who do you go to to listen to sermons and Bible teaching? Like, pastors and yeah pastors online. online bible teachers online who would you listen to oh that's a hard i honestly i don't listen to a lot of like um big time pastors if i'm if i want to listen to a, a sermon from a church that i'm not a part of i like as a podcast i'll usually find a church around here that i know the pastor of or something like that so probably a bunch of people you wouldn't have any idea who they were <laughs> but as far as like people that you might know I'm, you know i'm a matt chandler fan um David Platt's a good speaker. Yeah. Um, You're starting to win fans again, by the way. This yeah. is good. You know, these are good, good names to bring out. Uh, yeah, let me just name all the English theologians. I yeah. <laughs> I'm a huge C.S. Lewis fan, I will say that. I was about to say, if you're, if you're looking for a, a, a kind of smaller church, a local church, feel free to look at Lincoln Baptist Online. Shameless plug for, for our church there. But, yeah, uh, for sure. You know, if you, if you think you're part Scottish, hey, you, you need to be listening to a Scotsman. What, well, I should ask this before. So what is your, uh, your denomination? Or so we are part of the UK Baptist Union. Um, so it'd be kind of similar to kind of Southern Baptist, but maybe um, a, a little bit different. But yeah, we're a Baptist church and fairly conservative in our bible teaching um i think gotcha. the easiest way to put it is if the bible says it we we say it and if the bible says don't do it we don't do it we're pretty you know straight down the line bible and um, teaching church um, so there you go shameless plug lincoln baptist online we're on youtube spotify podcast we're on everything so you can check us out uh, i'm on it you're going on my podcast list 
that's a bad thing because I also have a nickname of the angry Scotsman and that's because I kind of shout when I preach <laughs> so uh, <laughs> turn the volume down that's my suggestion okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah every week we do a, a quote from the sermon and they, they go from the uh, amazingly gospel centered to just slightly offensive Bible teaching. Um, I think the, the, the most uh, uh, kind of infamous, infamous one recently has been get your head out of everything else and get it stuck in the Bible. Uh, but just imagine that in a fairly angry tone in the middle of a sermon. <laughs> Um, kind of like Matt Chandler-esque, do you know, when he just goes on a roll. Um, so has anybody stitched that on a pillow for you yet? Or? Not not yet. Not, I, not I am yet. known okay. for saying um, we're all for Jesus. And I do get lots of messages from people just like capital letters, all for Jesus. And hey, there's worse things people can send me. So I'll, I'll take <laughs> that, you know. Uh, but good to hear supporting local pastors. I think that's something in this online world we do need to remember is that, yes, there's headline um, worshippers, headline pastors, but there's also your local church who are faithfully serving God and, and you know, to bless them with listening into their podcasts is, is a real blessing, I think, to local churches. So you heard it first from Nathan there, folks, uh, <laughs> wherever your local church is, log in and bless them with your listening and with your attention. Uh, just, uh, these were meant to be quick fire questions. We, we seem to have done a really poor job of making a quick fire. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but my, from one of our, from my kids, uh, when did you start playing a musical instrument? I started guitar when I was 15. So about 20 years ago. Super. And then the next question from my kids, uh, when did you become a Christian? I became a Christian, um, about 10 12 years ago 12 maybe 12 now <clears throat> it was it was it was um i was a very uh, ardent atheist for most of my adult life so i grew up in the church but wasn't really in the church and as soon as i could i, I you know got out of that and I became an atheist. Really, did not like Christians. Since this is your kid's question, I'll be polite about it. I just wasn't a big fan of Christians. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, um, probably about ten or twelve years ago, uh, God punched me in the heart, and you know, that's how it happens. It's incredible. Uh, to quote, to quote one of my favorite pastors, I got my head out of everything else, and I got it. <laughs> but. <laughs> That's going to be the tagline, you know, that's, that's, that's going to go viral, as they say, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. uh, quoted straight, straight off the bat. OK, here is the not normal question. Uh, yeah. Where did you buy your bookcase in your basement? Where, where did <laughs> I buy my bookcase? Wow. Hey, it's on um, it's on your YouTube videos. My kids saw it. They were like, hey, that's a nice bookcase. Where did he buy it? <laughs> that is from your furniture loving neighbor, um, Ikea. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Look at, look, I, I mean, I don't think that's a normal question to ask on a podcast, but hey, I'm being a good dad and we need yeah. to ask the question. I like it. That was an easy one. Give me more easy ones like that. <laughs> well, this one's actually going to be harder, actually. I, oh, I man. Sometimes when you put people on the spot, it's hard to, hard to think of something, but uh, we're very keen on praying in this season as a church. And so we want to ask you, how can we be praying for you and the ministry of Reawaken Hymns? Well, that's not a hard one at all. It's almost as easy as, as the Ikea question. So, um, as I said before, I have zero idea of what post-pandemic holds because um, I had zero idea that this was going to happen and what was going to happen with Reawaken when it did. So, it's possible that it'll it'll keep going as it is and it'll it'll end up being my, my job like it is now. Or it's possible to go back to 
you know, pre that and I'll have to go get a real job like a real normal human being, <laughs> which I guess isn't the worst thing. But so, yeah, pray for that. And I, it's I love what it's doing and I love hearing the stories of the people that are using it. So if it can keep going like it is, I would be so happy. Mm-hmm. So pray for that. And then also as to the future of things um, in Christmas, I put out the soul felt it's worth uh, thing, which was a cooperation with two guys in Oklahoma who put out a devotional and kind of have their own little tiny publishing company. Well, we love doing that. We loved working together. So we're actually going to do it again and we're going to do it over the next two years. And we're going to put out three books of hymns that are similar to like that, like a hymn devotional. I can't give you all the details yet. It's still a secret, but so basically we had, you know, we've had these meetings and so now the next two years of, this is decided and we're going to start working on it. And I am incredibly, incredibly excited about it, but also terrified. So, Well, as a true Scotsman, I'm going to go straight in there and saying free copies for folks that you've done podcasts with. I would imagine so. Yeah. <laughs> Super. Let's get that in. The, <laughs> let's get that in writing now. Do you know, let's get that signed <laughs> out. Um, no, absolutely. We'll, we'll be praying for you as a church to uh, this new season ahead. Another question from a church member is how could we bless you um, as a church? Um, how can we be kind of part of the ministry and, and, and be part of God's blessing to you in this season? Um, <laughs> no, that's a harder question. I'd be, um, I don't know about for me, but if I, I mean, the best thing you can do, in my opinion, for, for reawaken and the churches that use it is just to tell people about it, they need it and share it and maybe share it on your Facebook page. If you're a Facebook person or whatever. Um, I just know that <clears throat> my goal is for the churches that need it to have it. And I know that, you know, I'm a little small dude in Missouri that not a lot of people know about. And so a lot of people that would be able to use it just don't know about me because that's how the world works. So that would probably be the best thing. Um, I don't that, I guess that blesses me, but it also blesses the churches that need it. Absolutely. And certainly we've had that experience of of being able to use your hymns. And, and I think one thing that we should say on this podcast is contrary to belief, just because you have thousands of subscribers on YouTube doesn't mean that there is any financial reward from being a YouTube artist Mm -hmm. at that level. And of course you do have a website, plenty of things that folks can purchase and and be kind of gifting towards the ministry by um, being able to buy these uh, books, CDs, cards, all these sort of things. Um, I personally play the drums, so I get away with not looking at any of that music and just kind of hoping that everybody around me knows what they're doing. And then I just copy and go along with them. Oh, drummers. Uh, I know, I know. I, I, I often get told to be quiet as well. Um, and that's not just after I've preached for a long time. That's also uh, when I'm playing the drums as well. But, uh, um, and then final quick fire question is, what is the make of your favorite guitar? You've got one in the back of the screen here uh, on Zoom. What's the make of your guitar? What's your go-to guitar? Well, that is a Taylor. That's my Taylor 114 and has been my, my partner in crime for probably 10 years now um i just now i'm in the market for a new guitar and i'm looking at martin's so shh don't tell the taylor <laughs> but so I, I i would say that i i am a taylor man but in a couple months when i get my new martin we'll, we'll have to reevaluate that question and I, I have no idea who's listening to this podcast, no idea who's going to be able to see uh, this little video clip either. But if you have a Martin and you want to bless Nathan with it and you want to uh, just, you know, send it his way so that he can That's my answer. Uh, bless the folks with gospel preacher, uh, gospel uh, singing, gospel hymns, 
send it his way. Um, and you can maybe put a tagline on it as well, get your head out of everything else and put it in the Bible. You know, if you want to <laughs> want to edge that on the back, you know, um, just, just to bring some form of blessing to the ministry. Oh boy, I hope that happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know, God has done stranger things. Uh, That's true. So, you know, and um, what I would love to do uh, for you at this point is I would love to pray for you um, and for your ministry. Uh, before we sign off and uh, we have completely different time zones so my kids are already in bed um so it's my my time of the day to put my feet up nathan's still got a whole day of work ahead of him uh, but i would love to pray for you before we kind of sign off this podcast if that's that's cool with you yeah super let's pray father we do thank you for nathan we thank you for all that you have done in his life and we so praise you that you have brought him to that great throne of our God and Father we praise you for his talents that you have blessed him with that he could uh, produce this reawaken hymns and Father look at look at us two uh, different countries a massive sea between us but here we are uh, blessed by hymns that have been written of old and Nathan in our current age uh, singing them on online church Father we pray that you bless the ministry and he's mentioned about the future Father, we pray that you show him the paths that you want reawaken hymns to take and bless him in the future. Father, he's mentioned these books and both exciting but also terrifying to be part of that new ministry. Father, bless that and we pray that it would really expand your kingdom and bring souls to you. And Father, just thinking about something that Nathan has said about the, the hymns that people will know and sing and repeat in their own hearts as they sing throughout the day. Father, we pray that people would uh, look to doctrinally sound and theologically sound hymns. And through that, they can be truly lifting your name high. So, Father, we pray this in your precious name. Amen. Well, thank you, Nathan, for joining us today. Just as a reminder, go and sus subscribe to Reawaken Hymns on YouTube channel. And if you're looking for a service that a angry Scotsman likes to preach for a long time and just tell you it straight from the Bible, head to Lincoln Baptist Online and subscribe to that channel. Nathan's going to do that, I'm sure. I'm sure he's yeah. sold. He's, yep. he's already um, thinking, do you know what? I'm adding this right guy now. to my... <clears throat> I'm adding this guy to my list. I mean, I, I've already subscribed to nathan ages ago so he's behind the curve here a little bit so but uh <laughs> thank you for nathan for joining us we really do appreciate it thank you